Welcome to the Citizen ATX Podcast, where we talk about what it means to live your life as a dual citizen in Austin, Texas. Each episode, we will talk about real-life issues and how to navigate through cultural challenges and issues that face our city and how to be a good citizen of Austin, Texas, but also serve as a citizen of heaven. We hope you enjoy this episode, and for more information or to reach out, visit us online at www.austinbaptistchurch.com. Hey there, and welcome to episode two of the Citizen ATX podcast. I'm Matt Gillum, and with me is Jonathan Spencer. Hello, Jonathan. How are you today, What's man? What's up, Matthew? How are you, sir? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm a little nervous, a little a little uh, uh, interested about our next topic as we're talking about being in two cities, as we're going to talk about love, right? I thought you were an expert in that. I thought I'm that's expert what you said in love, off right? microphone, yeah. Well, just because I have the bass voice does not mean that's that right. I'm an expert that's in love. Right. No. Uh, but we... One of the things that we've talked about is we have looked at the idea of talking about being a citizen in two kingdoms is that we live in two kingdoms that teach about love very, very differently. And in particular, in the way that we relate with folks in love. Um, and I know this is all on our minds as uh, Valentine's Day is here um, coming up in a couple of days of when we're doing this recording. Um, and by the way, if, if you are happening to listen to this before Valentine's Day, guys, do not skip out on the Valentine's Preach. Day. It's a bad idea. Preach. But today, we are going to we are gonna jump into a new series that we're going to call Love in the City, and we're going to be talking about the different relationships in love that people find themselves in and what it means to live in those relationships in a with a kingdom and a Christian mindset. Um, and particularly today, we're going to talk about dating. But before we get quite to that... Jonathan, let's define love for me. I, I mean, what what is this love thing that we speak of? Well, I think it's a good topic to talk about in this context because I think there's lots of definitions, and mm-hmm. especially, really, it comes down to, you know, if you think about really the whole idea of this this podcast that we live as a dual citizen. There's two different worlds: the world we live in here of flesh, but then also the spiritual world, the world that's leading towards our citizenship there in heaven. I feel like there's two different definitions to that, by and large. Mm-hmm. I think the world defines love one way, and Scripture and the Lord Himself defines love another. And uh, I, you know, I, there's obviously a lot of Bible that we could get into, and I know we will here in just a moment. I, I think, in a nutshell, if I had to really, in some ways, differentiate the two, I think the world really sees love as an emotion. I think that's right. the primary way people view that word. Mm-hmm. And I really believe biblically, love is best. Uh, described as a decision. Mm. It's an act of your will. Yeah. It's something you do, even sometimes when you don't feel it. You do feel it often, and praise God, there are feelings of love, but also love is a choice. It's a decision. It's something you do with your heart. Uh, and so I think that'd probably be my best way to, I guess, define in some ways that there's that tension of love something you do. It's a decision you make, but also it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. And those two do go together. I just would argue that maybe in the world, perhaps it leans a little heavier on the emotion and mm-hmm. less off the educated, conscientious choice. All right. Well, as we're talking about all of these definitions of love today, we're going to start with entry-level love. And by that, I'm talking about dating. Everybody's favorite time of life when we 
just growing up and going through the terror of driving up to a girl's doorstep and picking her up and going on a date. You're not, braver not than me. Like, yeah. I don't have any of those stories. You're braver than me. I don't know. I didn't have... Anyway, we, we will talk here in this next segment about the experiences that we have. Uh, and, and then at the end of this podcast, we're going to talk about what biblical pursuit and dating looks like. So stay tuned as we uh, hopefully don't embarrass ourselves too much as we talk about <laughs> dating as love in the city. What is love, baby, don't hurt me? If you grew up in the 90s, that song is ingrained in your brain. And today as we're talking about dating, and yes, the rest of this podcast will be just as nerdy as it was me doing that <laughs> intro. Um, and in fact, our sound engineer, Carlos Jordan, was uh, making fun of me right before we got onto this segment. So what we want to do in this segment of the podcast today is to open up with you, listener, and just help you to feel our pain and what <laughs> dating looked like for us. Uh, you know, we talk about dating being this kind of the beginning of the pursuit of love. And so I guess let's just jump right into it, Jonathan. Sure. So, let's wh- show our hand. Who was the first girl you ever dated? And no, no, you don't use names because we don't we need to bleep. True. I'm from Austin. Yeah, so from I don't know if this is, I don't <laughs> know this is a good thing for <laughs> me to put it. out there. So tell us about your first dating experience. I, I will say, actually, in all seriousness, my story is pretty boring um, in that I won't even say that I was a goody two-shoe, and I waited. I didn't want to date for a while because I I was waiting for the wife one day. I I think I was just a scared little boy for most of my life. And I think think really through junior high and high school, I hadn't really fully developed my confidence in who I am. And and now looking Mm -hmm. back at it, I won't chase the rabbit trail, but it was all rooted in my confidence in Christ that when I surrendered my life to Christ at age 17, there was a boldness and a change that came into me that was developed over time. But the more I knew who Christ was in me, the more comfortable I was in my own skin. But I think... Mm In high school, to be honest, I did not date in high school. I mm-hmm. went on dates to, you know, dances, proms, all that stuff. But it was always the scramble. You know how it goes when you don't have a date because you don't have a girlfriend. It's going to putt-putt. With yeah, so then you got to go find somebody in the friend zone that, that's safe, that also somehow yeah. doesn't have a date. And then you have to muster up the courage to ask them out, but not because you really like them, but mm-hmm. you're still going to take them because you both kind of need each other to get uh-huh. through the event. So that was kind of my love life, really, honestly, all throughout high school. What about you? My love life was kind of one pathetic romantic gesture after another. In fact, I, I told, I've told people, because I, I would say that I started, quote, dating when I was in middle school. Um, but I, what I found is every time I would give a gift to a girl, inevitably she would break up with me like the next week. You're it's, a bad gift giver, It was kind I of guess. a bummer. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were good gifts. It's like the, you know, you see the, the, um, the necklace thing, but like what what I what I would do now I, I will say this: the best gift that I ever gave to somebody I was dating was one of those like one pound Hershey's Kiss things, mm, you know. And that, that, strong that, play, yeah. You know what? She broke up with me the next day. I don't know why. <laughs> I should have kept the chocolate on that one. Uh, but you know, I, I think for me, what defined early dating was this idea of romance, right? Mm-hmm. Of and, and frankly, it was me being almost in love with my own creativity about yep. right, like. I want to write this note that's going to sweep her off her feet, or I'm going to give her a gift that she's just going to love. And I was a little nerd. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about girls or about how to how to interact with them. Um, 
but I mean, that was kind of, I mean, what where dating for me started was in a misconception, really. Like, and I, I think this is really where a lot of us come from, even in the greater um, conversation about what love is, is we are trying to model something that we've seen. We, yep. we, we try to model something that we emulate. Yep. Um, and so in the dating world, it's no different. And now one of the things I think that is a lot more complicated now that we didn't have that much when I was in middle school, at least I think when high school, we kind of started ushering in when AOL instant messenger oh, I was, was around. Over aim. Uh-huh. Oh man, that, that yep. was the bomb. You could talk yep. to all sorts of girls on that, and, no doubt. you know, use different color fonts and things of that nature, <laughs> you know, really mix it up. Uh, one true story that is kind of embarrassing when it, when I, uh, my, I don't know if you remember your Instagram, your, your uh, or not Instagram. Your, so Instagram's still a thing, Yeah, bro. Instagram's still a yeah, thing. Yeah, I know my Instagram. No, your, uh, your, uh, AI, your IM uh, handle. I do remember that, actually. What, what, what was your IM enough. handle? It was jspence065, so it was boring. It was just it was a nickname, and it was my football number at the time, like in junior high. It was yeah. 65, so yeah, I know. I'll play it was football. Real, I was real cool, but that, that was it. See, mine was, not, mine was a little bit embarrassing in that... Because my my parents were trying to keep an eye on everything, I used my dad's handle, which was <laughs> Bearcat's dad, like twelve fifteen or something like that. So you know these. That's why you had no luck, bro. Well, you yeah, were playing I mean, your dad's teenage girls see Bearcat's dad no coming luck. across the instant messenger, and but I mean that that is one of those uh, uh, tensions I think that's happening now is the way that we communicate with each other, yeah. right? That now there's this increasing rate of people who are dating for the first time, not by walking across the room and laying themselves out there nope. and being ready for absolute rejection now it's a um maybe i'll bumble this person or yep. I'll, I'll i'll swipe which direction left right i don't even there, know well, you got one of two yeah you, yeah. you made you got it right one way or the other <laughs> one of the way or the yep. other but don't and, and just as a disclaimer don't use what i'm talking about right now as in directions on how to use these dating apps you might not like the, <laughs> the yeah, result yeah it's going but, a bad direction but so jonathan as we're talking about like what is the purpose of dating anyway like it, it, when we're talking about why do people put themselves through these just incredibly embarrassing experiences, whether it's in person or over yes. the internet? Well, I think it's a great question because at the end of the day, I think once again, there's two answers. Whether you're a kingdom, you're a citizen just here in Austin, or a citizen from heaven, there's two different purposes. There's two different answers to that. I think the answer, just as a normal, average person, just ourselves, once again, just being a citizen of Austin, just a human being with feelings. We date, ultimately, I think, because we want to receive love. That's really, I think, at the core of it. I know it's because we want something, but if you think about it, the core of it, oftentimes it's because we want to receive something. It's not because we want to give something. It's what we want to be affirmed. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted. There's those things that we want. And then obviously, even you get into the world of attraction and sexuality Mm -hmm. and all the uncomfortable things, the topics that come with that, there's those realities too, that people want pleasure and they want to receive things. Things. And so they want the, the one pound Hershey's kiss. Yes, they want. They want. Yeah, they're they're, they're looking unfortunately for more than just yeah. that. So so at the end of the day, though, that is the truth of it. That, yeah. That's why people date. Oftentimes, it's about themselves to mm-hmm. answer the question. It's because they want to receive something. They want to receive affirmation, love, affection. But when it comes biblically, why do we date? It's supposed to be so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, in the Bible, there's only two groups of people. There's single. And married. Right. That's really it. There's two groups. There's no such thing as actually a dating group, kind of funny enough. That was a cultural thing we developed mm-hmm. over time. But biblically, dating, it really is that bridge between the two. And in my mind, 
it, the whole purpose is to get from one to the other, mm-hmm. that you're moving on a path upward towards marriage. And that is the entire purpose is, is the pursuit of marriage through the avenue of dating. All right. And so as we go into our next segment, uh, what we want to focus on is to nail, to drill down a little bit more on that idea of biblical dating and how you practice something as a kingdom citizen when in scripture, the term dating uh, doesn't exist, nor does the term, it's not, it's not you, it's me. So hang in there. We're we're excited for this next segment. Um, We're going to talk some more about biblical dating in the love in the city. Welcome back to Citizen ATX as we are jumping into the conversation about uh, dating biblically um, and do want to start off uh, right off the bat with with a, que- a burning question to Jonathan. Uh-oh. What is your best pickup line, Jonathan? You know, jumping uh, into dating, what what kind of pickup line would Jesus want you to use is really you, I'm thinking. I don't know if Jesus advocates pickup lines personally. He's never <laughs> talked about it, so I can't say that definitively. I can't speak from experience that any works. The one, the one that worked for Bethany was, Bethany, I like you. Would you like to go out with me and go get some ice cream? Oh man, that's and it bad. actually worked. Oh. Which actually, I will say, I think simplicity works because at least it was clear. It wasn't clever, but it was clear. One that I've used that did not work, but I could imagine working in some you know neighborhoods of our country was. Are you into NASCAR? Because you've been racing around my mind all day long. That's good. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, That's pretty good. People pretty love good. it. But hey, so talking about biblical dating, yep. uh, what what uh, what kind of uh, direction do we need? Do, can we give people as we're talking about living as a kingdom citizen? How, what does dating look like for a modern person? I mean, where you may not even be talking directly to this person mm-hmm. uh, when you're beginning this dating relationship. I mean, with the with the rise of dating apps and with yep. uh, things like Bumble and Tinder and all sorts of other funny names, the pe- people increasingly rely less on commonalities like, I don't know, faith in church and more on random electronic algorithms to connect them with somebody. So... Mm-hmm. Where do I think a lot of the question on a lot of people's minds is where do I even start? Yes, there's options. The options have expanded, as you said, which I think just adds to more, I guess, uh, confusion Mm because there's no clarity of how to even start. Where back in the day it was pretty straightforward. You had Mm -hmm. limited pools to go fish in. Where now, to your point, it's literally around the world. It's Mm -hmm. everywhere that that you can go and find someone uh, if you're seeking. And I, I guess before really the how, I would almost. I think you first have to answer why. Why yeah. are you looking before we get to the how? Because we can get to the how, but I think people need to first answer, you know, why am I looking? So in other words, am I actually ready today to look? Because mm, there's yeah. no reason to go looking if you're not ready to be looking. Yeah. And so I think the answers then, I think you have to ask, number one is, 
you know, why do you even want to find someone? What is the purpose right now? You know, are you ready? Is there is there an emptiness in your heart is what I would want to get mm-hmm. after. Yeah. That that I, I, I think people need to make sure in there that they're not doing what I was saying earlier, seeking someone from the opposite sex to fill a void mm-hmm. that really first needs to be filled with Christ. Yeah. That that ultimately how do you know you're ready is that you have a healthy relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. That that you've checked that box. I hate using that phrase, but I know mm-hmm. that it's true that you do have to make sure that yes i'm secure in my salvation yes i'm walking with the lord yes i'm showing fruit yes i've got community healthy friends healthy life lots of times even for us guys i look at it from a guy's perspective that you've got a healthy job you've got income you've got your life together you're not in a heavy addiction Mm -hmm. like those basic things that that i think so many relationships go south simply because they didn't answer those questions Mm -hmm. first yeah, so it's, it's I don't amazing. know if that helps. It doesn't get to the well, how, but but it's such a big part of it. I think you got to do the foundation work first. Well, I think it does because you know, we, oftentimes when we're talking about when we're hearing from people who are struggling with the whole dating thing, it's always the what's the matter with everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, when I was a student minister, one of the things that we would I, I, a practice that I would have the students do, and I and honestly would recommend this to anybody here online. You know, you hear about the well, what what's your top ten list and somebody that you're looking mm-hmm. for, and it's always oh, I want someone who's a good cook, or I want somebody who's got really pretty eyes, you know, <laughs> st- stuff like that. But we never write out a list of things that we want to be in a potential spouse, right? Like who who am I going to be? And right. I mean, obviously, talking about Je- the, a firm relationship with Jesus Christ as not even I wouldn't even put that on the list. I would have that as the foundation. It would exactly. be the paper that the list is written on, exactly. Because so many people try to start this relationship where you're going to go through difficult things, and you're going to go through hard times, and the basis and the foundation of it is based off of, well, I like Pokemon and so do yeah. you, or <laughs> I'm a big UT fan and I can stand UT. Just, and, just for the record, I haven't met a Pokemon couple yet. You haven't met you a Pokemon, Pokemon couple? Couples. Yeah, I haven't, got, I haven't got to catch those. them all, man. There. I, know, I, I have not gotten <laughs> out enough. I didn't know that was a common bond. That's awesome. It may not be, but you know, <laughs> it's part, part of the fun. But I think you know, to that, you, you bring up a great point about you know this idea of entry level into dating. Yes. And deal deal with your own life first, yep. in your own heart. Yep. Be, be somebody who's worth dating. Yep. Somebody because obviously dating winds up being primarily discovering another person. Right. And for younger people, a lot of times I, I see it as being able to learn how how do I talk to a girl? Like mm-hmm. your girl, the girls are not always going to be your uh, football buddies. And but we we don't take that time to practice treating uh, uh, treating uh, women and girls with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that, and, and vice versa, where, where women aren't pursued often, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, moving from kind of that basing that foundation of looking in the mirror, understanding yourself, making sure you're standing right. firm. So now say I've done that. Say, yep. that. say that I'm involved in a church community where I'm impacting people, where I'm engaging, right. where my heart language is, where I'm being fulfilled. And honestly, I will say kind of background for you listeners – Jonathan met Bethany in church. They they were both serving on church staff. There you go. (laughs) See, I was in seminary when I met my wife, and she was Mm -hmm. in the counseling program. So, you know, us us uh, us nerds were, you know, I was like, oh yes, (laughs) someone who's not as maybe as as much a nerd as me. But um, the we found our significant others and began dating in an effective way by finding people who are passionate about the same yep. things we were. So Jonathan, what what are some areas in life that people can pursue in that to find that entry level door of dating? 
Well, I think you've got to make sure you're going towards the right locations that once again, mm -hmm. you're fishing in those right ponds mm -hmm. that, that, First of all, the idea of dating as a whole, we were kind of touched on this in the last segment. Dating is, it's its a journey heading somewhere. Yeah. It's not just going for a ride somewhere for no purpose. Mm -hmm. It's its when you get in the car, you're going somewhere. There's a reason why you got in that car, you're driving to a location. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when you enter into a relationship. When you get in that vehicle and you're starting that relationship, there is a pathway you should be on, biblically, mm -hmm. I believe, because once again, the end game is marriage. That's the goal. Yeah. And so... One, I think who you're with needs to be on that same page that they take dating the same way seriously. It doesn't mean that you immediately are talking about marriage and being all weird in the first relationship. Yeah, don't do but, that. <laughs> no, don't. That won't help you. But my point is I think you should take dating so seriously that you're looking for marriage material. Mm -hmm. That's my point. That, yeah. that if ultimately the reason you enter in that relationship is with the hopes of it leading towards your future spouse for life, then you need to be looking at them with those kind of eyes of, well, mm -hmm. do they fit the basic criteria of what I need? Right. Now, some of those answers you will not get until you start that journey, mm -hmm. and that's why the journey is there, because yeah. you're going to answer those questions over time. But some questions you'll get answered very quickly. Mm -hmm. For instance, the most obvious one is, is this person a Christian? Yeah. That's number one, yeah. and that should be pretty clear very early. And honestly, it needs to be clear before you really enter into a relationship with right. them. That, that, the hard part with dating is that you get biblical principles that are given to us, but we're not given just a whole roadmap of how to do it. Mm -hmm. That The biblical principle is that we're not supposed to be unequally yoked, Paul mm -hmm. tells the Church of Corinth. So it's the same thing for us that we now take that principle, that we need to be carrying that burden, we need to strive yeah. together in this race. So you want to find someone that has the same heart for Christ, that they love the Lord, and that is absolutely first and foremost. So to answer your original question of where do you go to find them, Nowadays, there's a lot of places to find them. I mean, mm -hmm. if you think about it, church worked for me and you, church, yeah. uh, seminary, churchy type places. And yes, they do hang out in church. And I'm a full fan of, of meeting people in church. I think that's a great, great avenue. But nowadays, for instance, Matt, there's, you know, they can get on a dating website, says yeah. they're a Christian, says yeah. they're Baptist, says they're Methodist, say mm -hmm. a lot. You know, I think from there, it's more so, well, then what do you do with that information? Yeah. And I think it has to get beyond just the what's written on the screen to discovering exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, I always love. Um, no, nobody ever teaches Second or Third John when we when mm. we're talking about biblical stuff. But one of the things he says in there is, I would rather. I, I want to me speak to you face to face so I can really convey what I mean about yep. the way I feel about you. And when we're talking about emotions, there's there's only so much you can get from an online profile 100%. before you start investing in that person in a in a. In a close proximity kind of way. And so I mean I definitely think that while the while the app while apps and things like that provide a great doorway mm -hmm. at some point you guys got to cut the cord and say all right time to actually do this and actually well, be with the person. Well and the key is just the communication too cuz what's funny is you know I've I, for a long time when the whole dating app stuff became prevalent now many years ago when eHarmony and stuff started to rise up I was thinking that's not legitimate. You know there's just no way that's impossible. And my eyes were opened primarily because I actually met people that, right. that literally were godly people that met on eHarmony and other mm -hmm. websites. I'm like, well, well, I'll be. Maybe there are some new methods out there. So I'm not anti-online dating, but the key is that you have to have clear communication. So if, say you're not in the same city close enough. 
well, then you need to have a lot of clear phone calls, a lot right. of clear FaceTimes. You have to do the best you can. And ultimately, to your point, it's got to lead to some face-to-face encounters yeah. that you you never take a job and sign yourself up with a company unless you've really spent some time investigating them, vetting them, getting to know people, having a few face-to-faces. And uh, hopefully, people won't do the same in marriage. Yeah. You hope you vet your spouse pretty well because it's the biggest commitment you can make. Yeah. And so, I mean, with that, I mean, I think the big word that we think really defines biblical dating is intentionality. Yep. It's it's living it's living authentically. It's connecting with other people and fi- finding out uh, who they are and learning about them. Being prepared, like the Scripture talks about, to be willing to submit to one another to serve somebody else over yourself. Um, and I mean, that starts in the dating relationship. Well, Jonathan, as we're running out of time, are there, are there any other dating tips? <laughs> I don't yeah. wanna, we don't want to devolve well, into that, but at the I, same time. Yeah. I'd say a few things. One, be clear in your communication. Mm-hmm. And this is more so for the guys, for you guys that are listening. You will move up the ladder so quickly in a girl's mind if you're just clear. Yeah. The whole idea of, well, let's go hang out, and then it's one-on-one, and she's thinking, well, do you like her or not? Why are there no other people here? What's the purpose here? Are you trying to buy? What's the whole point? Uh, the idea of calling dates, hangouts, the idea of really waiting for her to make the first uh, admission of any form of affection mm-hmm. yeah. that men in marriages, once again, it's the pathway to marriage in marriage, we're called to be the leader, to mm-hmm. be the spiritual leader of the home, to be the head of the home, which we'll get into marriage later and what that means. But really in many ways, men, you're auditioning, you're showing whether <laughs> you can or cannot be that person. Yeah. So start demonstrating some of those traits early, be clear, be a leader, be decisive. And, and I will say with that, in that leadership, that you have to set down boundaries. When you think about ultimately, if you're heading towards the pathway of marriage, that means you have to have the same Christian virtues uh, aligned with each other. Things like physical boundaries, Mm -hmm. talking about that stuff early, not going down slippery slopes towards things that you know you should not. And truthfully, when you have those kind of conversations early, you're going to find out real quick if that person's on board in the faith and going to live it out, or you're going to find out if you know what, they're going another route and you can't stay with them. But the key is, is communication. You've got to talk through those things because if you don't and you wait and you don't discuss tough things, one day you're going to marry somebody and you're going to have such a hard time because you're having to deal with issues that should have been worked out a long time ago that you don't have the same Christian perspective on finances. You don't have the same Christian perspective on children and how yeah. to raise them, on church and its purpose, on service, that all those things and so much more have to get discussed early because otherwise you're going to be chained to somebody, to use that terminology, that's on a completely different wavelength. Yeah. And a lot of it, oftentimes people find themselves there because they just didn't actually communicate about the things that mattered most early right. on. It was too much frivolous. Yeah. And so that intentionality, we, we hope that you as the listener, uh, many of you who are listening maybe mercifully past the dating stage, but you know what? All of us can can learn from that about intentional communication and also be able to pass it on to the next generation. Uh, but John, you got one more one more thing you want yeah, to throw Yeah, I was going to add one just final thing, just a final thought that was on my mind. It just popped up. I think oftentimes in dating, we're always wondering where is the person? Like to answer your question, yeah. going back full circle to what you're saying of where, where do we go look for them? 
my my best advice for people is just open your eyes. Like I think oftentimes we look past people, around people. We think we have to go to other locations. It's interesting that many people, if not most, I don't have all the data to, to prove it. I just have the life experience. But most people, they found their spouse simply just through a relationship. There was somebody just around them. They yeah. encountered Friendship. through yeah. common, common occurrence, whether it's at work, at church, at business, at a social scene. So I would say pray, pursue the Lord, and open up your eyes and and be open to the leading that God will lead you down that road of, of who to go approach and then, as you said, be intentional. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today in the Citizen ATX podcast as we're talking through love in the city. Uh, next time, we're going to be talking about marriage. So, you know, mar- marriage will be what brings us together today at that time. So until next time, it's not you, it's us. You guys have a great Valentine's Day and we will look forward to talking to you soon.